So hurricanes, wildfires, tornadoes, riots, power problems, and even internet problems are all examples of serious disasters that can cause your business downtime or worse. Um, even an air conditioning or heating problem uh, can actually cause your, your your business to be down you know, and people not to be able to come to work. I mean, who wants to work in a 95 degree office or a 40 degree office, um, you know, in, in, in the wintertime, 40 degrees, 90 degrees in the summertime? Nobody does. Right. Well, maybe some people. But uh, but since uh, September is National Preparedness Month, um, we on the reboot decided that we would do our part to help the cause and uh, and give you some tips uh, to help you stay in business when surprises strike. Okay. Um, and so before we get to that, though, uh, welcome to the reboot. I am Jim Gast and uh, me and the reboot crew, abbreviated reboot crew today, are here to help you evaluate this business decisions that affect the areas of technology, cybersecurity, human resource, productivity, marketing, sales, so on and so forth. I mean, we're all business owners here. We all go through it and we all work with business owners. So we have a lot of experience and knowledge to help you uh, make better decisions. But uh, joining me today on the show, I've got Brian Bracci with BNL PC Solutions on Long Island in New York. Vinny, you're muted, buddy. Sorry about that. Vinny <laughs> DelVal from SpliceNet in Cincinnati, Ohio. This is Vinny's first time on the reboot. Vinny, thanks for joining us. Yeah, you're right. It's my pleasure. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, we are going to a weekly format now. We'll stick to the same time, 1.30 Eastern time on Wednesdays. Um, but you can, uh, and will be soon published on our podcast will be published on Pandora, iHeartRadio, Apple podcast, um, and so on and so forth. All the popular, uh, podcast platforms. Plus we've got our YouTube channel and, uh, and we'll also have a LinkedIn, a LinkedIn page where you can follow us as well. So by all means, plug in every week. So you know what guys, um, September is national preparedness month, right? I think it used to be called national disaster preparedness month. Um, and they dropped the disaster because, well, you know, we don't want to be prepared for just disasters. We should be prepared in general and it sounds better. Okay. Um, still so, hard to say though. Oh, it really is. You know, <laughs> you're going to work on that. <laughs> that's a, that's a lot of syllables preparedness. Um, but so, you know, we have been, we, we're tech guys, right? We've managed service providers, uh, and it companies, and consultants for years. And we all consult on technology and cybersecurity. I didn't want to stick to just that today, which we don't. We're going to go into a couple more things. Uh, but the first thing, we, we were kind of brainstorming and came up with a few things. Um, and, and, and Vinny, I love the one you came up with first. Uh, you want to talk about the plan. Mute it again. I'll unmute again. Yes, we definitely, This this I think this is a, a, a hugely important thing. Um, if you don't have the plan ahead of time, right, then you're going to be scrambling to try and put something together when it happens. And the plan, all the other stuff that you guys are going to talk about and that we're going to bring uh, uh, in this show really comes together with the plan. Um, you know, simple things like how are we going to communicate uh, if a disaster happens, if our systems are down, 
um, if the phones are down, whatever it is, how, how are we going to communicate? That kind of stuff needs to be in the plan. But not only, you know, should you have a plan, right? Um, you should also be testing that plan. You should also be uh, doing what I call the fire drills to make sure that that plan, uh, the people who are responsible for knowing it know what they need to do, what their part is and how they do it. Um, and then uh, also that it's fresher in their mind. Because to be honest, you know, uh, you you plan and you prepare for this, but it doesn't happen every day. It doesn't even happen on a regular basis, right? You're, you're preparing for the, for the event um, that may or may not come. Um, so having it fresh in your mind. Brian, you want to... You were telling us a little bit about your process. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you want to tell us some more? Yeah. Right along the lines of what you're saying. I mean, ha having the, the, the plan is, is, is great. It's, it's like saying I have something and I, we know what to do. Um, but what we like to do is twice a year actually go out and, and execute that plan and see how well things are working because we, we all know that technology changes. Uh, maybe there, there's changes to the infrastructure throughout the year that need to be added to that plan and, and, and simply could be forgotten uh, to be added or, oh, yeah, you know what? We do this now. We don't have to do this and make that change. And it's it's good to discover that you need to make these changes while you're in a, a testing phase rather than uh, going live with it and trying to ad hoc and, and, and you know, circumvent some things that could have been prevented. But um, so having a plan, testing it twice a year accountability, put it on, you know, the, uh, the clients need to go and, and test it and, and check off and sign off on it. This works, this works, and this works, you know, while, while we we simulate, it could be a, a site failure, site disaster, whatever it is, uh, make sure the, the lines of communication all work, the, um, the you know, data recoveries, files that you worked on earlier today, can you can you show us those? And, and do they know how to do that? Um, and then signing it off and keeping that documentation. So, and, and that helps everybody because these insurance companies now, they're looking at what's your cybersecurity policy? What's your incident response plan? How often do you test it? Well, here you go. Here, here's what we do once, twice a year, um, and we get it signed off on. So uh, doing your diligence and getting that stuff done is, is great. But, but again, active testing is, is crucial. I, I also thought on that particular topic is that, uh, so we do the plan, right? And test the plan. And so that'll keep it fresh in our minds. But what about the new people that we're hiring in, um, you know, and we're, as we're growing or replacing people, they need to know about the plan. Okay. Yeah. Um, and in addition to that, I, I really believe that the, the plan should be in paper form and electronic form and should exist at everyone's house as well as the office. Now, not all parts of it have to be, um, you know, like, what do we do if we've been, if we've had a cyber attack? Well, that doesn't have to happen be at somebody's house, but what do we do if we're closed because of a snow emergency, you know, or, or civil unrest or something like that? Everybody should have something at their house. They go to them and say, oh, that's what we do. Right. And they shouldn't have to guess, especially the new people. Yeah. Right. You definitely yeah. don't want that to happen. You know, yeah. even, even things at home, you know, we, I'm the guy that has four, 20 pound propane tanks that are all empty. You know, I, we plan for backup, but you don't execute. You don't have it in place. It's useless at that point. Mine are empty because I grilled too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think education of that plan is, is key. Um, uh, even for folks who have been with the company for a long time. And that's why the, the fire drills or the regular testing of that, 
uh, of those plans is, is important, but also, you know, uh, making sure that folks review it on a regular basis as well. Um, and don't leave it to chance, put it on the calendar, schedule it, make sure that people are actually doing it. There are tools that you can do that with. And so uh, keeping track of that and, and making sure that that's, that, that plan is, is, is there, written um, and, and, uh, and reviewed and tested. It doesn't have to be fancy either, does it? Mm-mm. Doesn't no. have to be fancy. I mean, seriously, it could be a couple of pages in a document and you just add to it as time goes on. Because um, you know, we don't prepare for uh, hurricanes in Cincinnati, right? Well, the last time one blew through, it was the, the remnants of one, and it really knocked Cincinnati for a loop. Nashville, they probably don't prepare for snow emergencies, right? But one happens, and you add it to the plan because now that's going to start happening. So, Brian, you uh, you were talking about uh, internet, right? And yeah. and something new with internet. You want to kind of talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I think most businesses, a lot of our clients have their primary internet service, um, and that's what they're fully dependent on for for all their staff. But um, you know, we've been in situations a couple of times uh, in the last twelve to sixteen months where that primary inter- internet goes down. Um, we don't have an option where where my office is in, in this industrial park. We don't have the option for an affordable backup internet solution. Um, so what what we did and what we have some clients uh, doing is we purchased a cellu- cellular backup plan. Um, and that way that works is you get you get a piece of equipment, costs you a couple hundred bucks, um, and then you get you check with your carriers, see who's got the best service, Verizon, T-Mobile, Sprint, whoever it is, AT&T, and you get a SIM card from that carrier and you tell them you want an internet-only plan. Um, we're paying 50 bucks a month, but um, in the event you lose that primary connection, again, is it, you know, it's not going to be as fast as what you have now, but it is certainly uh, workable. You're not going to be streaming. I'm not going to be doing stuff like this on, on, on that, you know, not going to be doing any live streams or anything, but, but your business can function. Um, and it's a small price to, to maintain that consistency when you have an outage. Yeah. Yeah, and with and I think you know you, t- you mentioned speed. Five uh, G is really changing that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and as it gets more widespread, I think definitely making a huge impact. Not only that, but a lot of firewalls now uh, have the the capability to have that technology built in. Developer built into it, yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That Cradle Point is a uh, is a great solution. Here's what you're not going to be able to do with it. Probably a lot of incoming VPN connections are probably not going to be possible. Um, but can the principals, can the most important people accomplish the jobs, jobs that they want to? I, th- I think so. So I, yeah, I, um, I definitely would steer towards a cellular backup for the smaller businesses. We have clients, you know, that, that have two fiber circuits coming in, right? Redundant. We have, um, and, and we have them set up, but at one point they went down, you know, and the likelihood of that is really not. But it, it happened, you know. So then, yeah. then you have you need a, a tertiary at that point. But it's it's was it's not an option. But I would say if most small businesses, at least out here, a, a cellular backup is is uh, definitely an, an affordable and and mo- the most reasonable plan that that's going to keep you guys in business. Yeah, you got it. Um, so yeah, good one there. And so then um, let's kind of touch about about this kind of in a way may negate a little bit of the necessity of an internet backup and that's considering cloud applications today, okay, versus on-premise technology. 
Um, Vinny, what are your thoughts on, you know, going to the cloud and what does, what benefit does that give you in a, 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 a catastrophe situation or a riot or tornado wildfire power AC problem? Yeah, so uh, definitely it's a huge advantage. That's one of the biggest advantages of going to the cloud is that the, which is high availability, right? It's not dependent on your electricity. It's not dependent on your internet. It's not dependent even on your building, right? Um, you, you know, there's a highly available system out there uh, that the cloud computing vendors like AWS, Microsoft, Google, and all those guys, I mean, they, they built their systems to be highly available. And so, um, and even, you know, software companies now have done the same thing as, as you think about uh, in the legal side of practice management software or manufacturing. Uh, that are out there, yeah, manufacturing uh, software that is now in the cloud, right? ERPs are in the cloud. And so um, all these, the, the advantage is that you, you, it doesn't depend on anything at your location to do that. Um, and there's some caveats to that. Some, some vendors secure it so that you can only connect to them from your IP and, and such. And so uh, you have to consider those things when, uh, when you're planning, when you're making your plan, and how do we get around that and such. But um, for the most part, the high, the high availability of that um, is, is the key. I think from a marketing standpoint, when we when we push cloud services, the, the you know other than the you know the the savings on the the internal infrastructure that that you're not um, that you're not exposed to, I think that we do push it as listen, it's it'll work from technically work from anywhere, and yeah. you're always up like that's that's the you know to, to get a, a you know buy in from a client or a prospect that's you know that's huge. But keep in mind, like with all the the high availability, um, there was a Microsoft outage that that you know dropped connections to Outlook. And, and then, you know what, you have to identify the risk of each point of failure and say, you know, if you got a 15 year old firewall, we're going to tell you you need to replace that. If, if you're, if everybody is dependent on, on Microsoft, you know what, then, then I have a, you have a better chance of Microsoft recovering than, than your, your own internal um, damages that you have. <laughs> and, and you know, what's really funny is you talk about the single points of failure, Brian, and, and, Let's not kid ourselves. A cloud provider is a single point of failure. Mm -hmm. Now they're mitig They should be mitigating any cloud provider worth their weight in, you know, in lead for that matter would be mitigating single points of failure in their environment. But you should consider them as a single point of failure. And even a solution like a Mimecast that we use for our customers can be a fallback for your Microsoft 365 email. Microsoft 365 email goes down, no problem. Everything goes through Mimecast for security anyway. Now it is a failover and, and you can send and receive through your Outlook, through your phones, just fine um, without any outages, right? You, you stole my thunder, Jim. Oh, <laughs> you know I was going to, right? Yeah, no, but that that's what I, I was just about to get into that a little bit as well. And I'm glad you mentioned it. Um, because there are ways that you can layer the cloud technologies to minimize even when they go down, right? Mm -hmm. and, I, it, and it might not be everything, but you need to identify what those critical systems are and if you want to implement some type of layered uh, approach to it so that if, 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 for example, Microsoft goes down, and they have in the last year multiple Everybody times. Everybody has. Everybody. Right? 
um, and they have been extensive outages. And so if they go down, what do you do? How do you work? Right. Um, is there, do you want to implement another technology to help with that and so on and so forth? So they're, they're, you, those are definite things to consider. Yeah, we, and that's a great point, Vinny, because we have clients that use a uh, an email continuity service. And mm -hmm. it's, it again, it sounds like something that may be hard to get a little buy-in from clients. Well, no, we're in the cloud. Everything's good. Well, yep. no, when you can't get there and, and you, you have some, you know, you could be working on, you could be financial, working on deals, investments, whatever it is, mm -hmm. and you need to communicate. Um, we're telling you that we can we can continue that that dialogue with you, with your clients or investors, whoever it is, um, is that important to you? Or if you're down for the rest of the day, even though you're in the cloud, you have, you checked some of the boxes, but yet that email continuity for an extra couple of dollars a month to be able to communicate is key. And, and again, yeah. that's something to, to consider too, because that falls along these lines also. You know, all of the things we're talking about and all of the contingencies and single points of failures they start to be uncovered with that first thing we think first thing we talked about the plan right yeah, yeah. okay what do we do if our emails down what's the plan well right. how much do we want to spend to mitigate it you know again can be very simple uh so okay next topic uh let's talk about a communication protocol this is mine okay so i'm going to talk about this my my point is this when when snow hits in cincinnati okay schools close and all the parents know, <laughs> Benny, don't even go there. Benny's a former New Yorker, by the way. And that's where Brian's at. So uh, when we get when we get snow in Cincinnati and we have to close schools, um, all the parents know this is where we go to find out if our schools are closed. They might get a text alert from the school. They might get an email from the school. They might even get a, a robocall from the school. But if nothing local else, local news channel, can, something like that, yeah, they can go to television yep. and they can tune into the television and they can see it on the TV. Your after the long list of other schools, your schools are closed or on a delay of some kind, right? That's a communication protocol that businesses don't necessarily adhere to. So how do we tell all of our all of our employees, hey, it's ninety five degrees in the office, HVAC is dead, don't come to the office. How do we tell them that? How do they know? So how do we save them drive time, right? Um, and then, you know, continued communication. So what I would say is in the plan, come up with a communication protocol that has multiple points of redundancy. Okay, we're going to text everybody. So we have to have a texting system. I like remind.com, by the way, for that. It's a great system. Uh, we need to have a robocall system. We need to have, you know, a, a, Vinny, I think you said captains. You would talk about captains a little bit. I like that. Yeah. So we had, uh, uh, well, we call them incident commanders. Um, somebody, somebody else came up with that name, but they were basically captains. Um, they said they were people who, who were coordinating the efforts in, uh, during an incident and they knew what, what needed to happen, who needed to be communicated to. They did regular fire drills to test it and, and make sure that they, they, they knew the process. Yep. I think that's really important that way. Uh, uh, even the old school, we have clients that have an old school call tray. They, and they, they, you know, they, let's say texting is not available, whatever. Here's a call tree. You call these five people. This, you, once you execute yeah. that, test it, make sure it works. Make sure that you have the right numbers, all, all that stuff. But it's a communication protocol sure. and you have layers with it. So if we can't text, we'll go to, you know, email. If we can't email, we'll go to, 
you know, you call your supervisor, your supervisor will be, will be called by or calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody else, for, right? for, on this topic, I got a call the other day from the, from a robot uh, that uh, it's a robo call, right? But it was from my previous employer's uh, service. Uh, and it said the HVAC is down. Don't come into the office. Really? Yeah. And, uh, and, and it, you know, that's the system that they employed and they use for, to be prepared for, for mm-hmm. different types of events. And th- that was one of them right now. I, I don't work for them anymore. So I, I said, okay, please take me off this list. But that's the type of stuff, things that you can do to be prepared. Oh, yeah, good care. idea. Good idea. Um, guys, uh, let's talk about phones, right? Um, COVID hit, right? Everybody started scrambling. What do we do? How do we keep our phones ringing? Um, you know, a, a lot of these things came into play when COVID hit. And that's a good example of a, of a, of a disaster, right? Of, and we should be prepared for that better. We went through it. Now we need to be prepared for it for the next time. So um, what about hosted phones versus on-premise phones? Brian? You're, you're muted. Oh, no, I just didn't want to feel bad. Um, I just wanted to... <laughs> Uh, well, again, on, on-prem, you know, you have a failure on-prem, you potentially, even if you have an IP phone system, uh, you, your, your phones aren't, you're not able to send or receive calls, right? So, um, but a lot of the, the hosted systems today with the, with the PBX sitting in the cloud, you get a mobile app um, and, and your, your presence is, is as if you were in the office, you can transfer extensions, you can, you can have, uh, you can look and see who's on the phone. Uh, and that's, that's really uh, was was widely used during during COVID with with everybody home and 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 the routing of calls. Uh, it simplified um, the the need to to uh, listen. We we had clients giving out their cell numbers, and a lot of people don't want to do that. Uh, so the alternative to that is getting a mobile app that 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 is your office number um, and communicating that way. Even though you're on your cell phone, you're dialing out from the office. It it it, it just keeps that that office continuity going. Um, so that's a huge benefit r- over having something on prem. Uh, that nowadays, I mean, you can even do it on your on your laptop. You have a you have an app on the. On, some people prefer that they plug in a headset or a Bluetooth right to their laptop, and that's their phone system. They don't even have a desk phone, even while in the office. I mean, that that's that's a direction a lot of businesses are going to. And Teams is now integrating with that. So there's full collaboration across the board um, with the, to keep that office presence. You doing it now? You're muted, Jim. <laughs> Here, I've been laughing at you guys. <laughs> Came up on the screen. Hey, you're muted, dummy. So, no, actually, Teams is one of the applications that, uh, go, take a step back, goes into that communication protocol, potentially. That's our inner office messaging application. It's not email. It's messaging, right? And you're right. I mean, it can be a phone system, and phone systems can integrate with it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. You know, you, you looked at us as if your phone lines are down, your power's out at your office. If you've got a phone system at your office, you're dead. There's not going to be any inbound or outbound calls. Well, to that matter, you can even use Teams as your phone system now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And then you get a you get a hosted phone solution, whether it's Teams or whether it's a, a unified communication solution. It's got a desk phone, got a app for your for your mobile phone, got a you know computer an app for the Mac or the, the the Windows computer or Chromebooks or whatever, and it's like you just don't miss a beat. So another really good tip. Let's end on this, guys. Um, insurance. You know, should we be doing anything about insurance? 
I mean, that I is think, I think to, you know, a lot of these, anything that, that when you have a, any, it could be a site disaster or, or natural disaster along with that comes insurance claims. Yeah. Right. So these insurance claims, what do they cover? Well, they, they're covering all my equipment. Well, you know, we, we purchased, you know, six new $2,500 think books uh, this, this year. Well, did you add them to your policy? No, but I, I, I'm covered. Well, no, you're not. Be careful, review, keep up with it. Again, it's, it's, you can't do it post. It needs to be done pre and, and, and included in your insurance. And that's, you know, you don't want to get burned. You, know, you, you have the investment and, and we know the insurance that we have to carry uh, as business owners are, are, are error and omissions policies um, are on the rise because um, we can't be negligent with things, right? We have to do, do, do our jobs the right way. We pay the price um, to our insurance brokers, but we, we have to. We have to make sure that we're um, well-versed and, 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 and everything that we do is, is covered and protected for our clients, but, but they need to protect themselves too. Yeah, and and it's you know in 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 the insurance side as well, uh, making sure that you're meeting their requirements uh, so that they will pay you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you need to make sure you're covering. You have enough coverage, but making sure you're doing the things that they say. Okay, well, you were supposed to be doing this, and you weren't, right? Or you should have been doing this. These are part of our requirements, and and you weren't. And and so, um, you know simple things like you know do you have a plan right you mentioned earlier in uh in the session uh, brian uh, hey if you don't have a plan then the insurance might might look at you and say hey we're not going to pay yeah. right? you, you weren't prepared for this you weren't doing anything on your part to be prepared for this right. and so uh making sure that you hit the check boxes uh from an insurance side too or from the from their requirement side yeah i'm going to add to this um when it comes to insurance these are legal documents you should not just be listening to your insurance broker. You should have a qualified attorney review these documents, give them scenarios, talk about what's not covered. Um, it's just that simple. There's so many little nuances, right? And it, it, when, it, when, when you need it, you don't want to find out then. You want to try too to late. Yeah. yeah, it's way yeah. too late. So, guys, I think we hit national preparedness month. Pretty hey, early. I want to just say one thing. No, oh. great. Somebody might ask, hey, what about backups? Right. Oh, we didn't um, say back. Oh, I got on the list. I missed it. Sorry. We did not. We, we, we did not talk about backups. We take that as a given. Right. Yeah. It's so important. I think everyone knows that. I think everyone understands that having the right systems in place is important. Uh, testing those systems, like Brian mentioned, on the plans, right? It's just as important to test the backups um, and have regular, real-life scenario type of uh, of tests in them. Uh, but backups are hugely important part, a huge part of this preparedness. We we didn't focus on it today because we thought, you know, this is just a given, right? But make sure you have the right system. Absolutely, you got it. You got it. Well, guys, I think be- since it is already September one. Maybe we're behind the gun on preparing for National Preparedness Month, right? Maybe this should have been a show for a couple weeks ago, but still, you know, now now the cat's out of the bag. Now you have some great information. Take these things. There's so much more. Again, we just wanted to give you a top five, six, seven things to kind of help you along. So, Brian, Vinny, thanks a lot. Next show. Uh, if you have any questions okay. after the after the stream, if you're watching the stream uh, or catching the podcast um, later on, you got a question. You can find us on LinkedIn, just a hashtag the the reboot, and you'll find all of our all of our uh, po- our posts and such. 
But if you have a question, hit it up in the, in the comments of any one of these. All of us will see those comments and any one of us can actually comment back and help you out. So guys, thanks again. Really appreciate Thank it. Thanks for joining Thank us, you. everyone. See you next week.